Warmest greetings, everyone, and good afternoon. Mis saludos cordiales y buenas tardes a todos. Mis salutaciones chaleros y bonjour a tous. Mis saludaciones calurosas y bon dia a todos. So good afternoon, Ms. Maria Fernandez, Head of Public Relations and European Union Affairs. Good afternoon, everyone. And good afternoon, Mr. Anastas Valerio, Head of TAF Education. Hello, everyone. So today we are going to be discussing goal number 13 of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, which is climate action. Objetivo número 13 de Desarrollo Sostenible de las Naciones Unidas es Acción por el Clima. Objectif número 13 de Développement Durable de Naciones Unidas c'est Lutte contre le Changement Climatique. Objetivo número 13 de de desenvolvimento sustentável das Nações Unidas é combate às alterações climáticas. All right, so starting with you, Ms. Maria Fernandez, I know you are a big activist for climate and climate action. Um, how do you open a discussion about climate action as a goal to the public? Well, unfortunately, I can I can see into do that like directly because. As with any other subject, people take it as an aggression and as if you are like attacking them. So I usually bring that up very subtly. Usually people uh, bring that up because it's everywhere. It's everywhere in the news. It's happening every day, every hour. So it's the elephant in the room, actually. So I try to talk about it in a positive way, like not as a disaster, it is a disaster, don't get me wrong, but as there are lots of things we can do to reverse it and that there is hope. So people uh, want to talk about it more because if it took a turn, like if we talk about it in a very negative way, like we can do nothing about it, then why would we talk about it? We don't talk about bad things, unfortunately. So I like to turn it into a what can we do type of way okay that's that's really interesting to have it as a definition like that actually because you're not just stating things that you feel you're saying it's like more of a collective thing an idea a movement amongst people i believe mm -hmm. right okay and mr anastas valerio i really like the way miss maria just framed that as well especially around it not necessarily being a negative thing um obviously it is something really scary but i think we've talked a bit about it before where we can get so overwhelmed and we can just kind of want to crawl into our holes and and that's not effective so i think it's really important to motivate people to get them behind the cause opposed to scaring them so much to the point where it's like what what can i even do is there any point uh I think that that can become a very easy way. So I think it's important to kind of create that balance of, yes, there is things happening or there are things happening. However, we can still do something about that. Um, and for Miss Maria, in, in what ways do you, you know, outside of just the conversation or starting it, how do you get people behind actually taking action? How do you get people, obviously there's conversations and there's things that people know we can do but how do we actually get the people 
um, to do that? What do you find in your work is an effective uh, strategy to getting people to actually act? Well, I usually think that just as you describe it, it's uh, it's not effective to tell people what's happening and the bad things that are happening and turning into uh, there's nothing we can do, but turn a however situation, just like you said. So I like to bring up the facts. Like, I'm not inventing anything that I'm going to tell you. This is just science, and this is what's happening. And using, for example, photos or videos, um, because that's like a more emotional attachment a link to people they relate to that uh, very easily and well I also study communication so I kind of uh, know how that works on people how to uh, bring people to make connections with images so I like to talk about the facts that are happening and tiny things that you can do every day to help because I think um, especially with this topic, it's a very huge thing and it's happening everywhere and people are dying and we are destroying our home and we feel hopeless. We feel like we can do anything and we tend to blame the huge businesses and the industries because they are guilty, of course, but we cannot change that in a day because that's money in there. So I tend to talk about them in tiny things you can do that makes you feel like you're helping because that helps and that brings up hope. So I like to, I don't know, not all, not just the recycled stuff, but things that people don't tend to focus on. For example, reusing clothes and selling clothes to other people on the app that I talked about the other week, Too Good To Go or just unplugging things, or eating less meat, can, those kind of um, things that go unnoticed, but they're really important. And as well, given that we have such a, a limited time frame, especially for permanent climate change or permanent negative effects on our environment as we're seeing, um, how do we, we express to people urgency um, on this matter, while also maintaining that it is a, a matter that we can't change. Um, in other words, where people might be a bit um, complicit or, uh, or, is, or complacent on the matter. And, uh, you know, I've had a few conversations in the past with people where um, it, there'll be an issue and I, I bring it up and it finally gets to the point where there's a, a, an agreement. There's no denying the, the factual evidence of there being a problem. But um, they st there's still no action. Um, what what do you have to say? And what what, giving your expertise, would you say is, is another effective strategy um, for those who are just kind of accepting or just kind of complicit with the way things are, um, and, and to express urgency without without necessarily evoking fear, or is evoking that fear in some capacity necessary? Well, that's a pretty interesting question. Well, I, um, well, regardless of what people may think of her, I love one quote of Greta Thunberg, and she said, our house is on fire. And I really love that because when your own house is on fire, you see the problem and you run because it's your house. But we don't see to, we don't get the connection that earth is our house. 
without these planets, we'll be dead. And that's just a fact. So we need to make that connection. But also, I like the um, to see it as, a, as an awakening. Just that in any other social um, justice thing, you know, you have to make a connection with anything. So there's this um, phenomenon in psychology, really interesting, and it affects everyone in any way with any topic because it's pretty common and it's called cognitive dissonance i think it's pronounced i'm not sure but it's for example if you were to smoke tobacco but you do know that it causes cancer in and it's bad for you but you still smoke it but you said no it's not gonna happen to me or no but i don't smoke that much that um contrast between what you know for a fact that it's true and the thing that you do that is um, against what you think it's uh, called cognitive dissonance. so we do that with anything obviously and with tons of things so with this matter it's the same we know that some things are harmful and that we have to do things and the things are real bad but we don't do anything because as I said we are hopeless we feel useless in in ourselves because we think because in for example in the news they tell you this industry causes this harm and this and that and blah 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 and bush fires and tourism and whatever but we think of ourselves as just so tiny but we have such such great power and we don't seem to notice that so I think we have to wake up and I find it really helpful with helpful with different things for example when i went vegan i saw the world pretty differently and then i then i knew that i had the power to change things and just with any other for example if someone is an activist for racism or lgbtq rights when they start doing stuff i know for a fact that they're gonna notice that they can change things I, I think that's very a very powerful message because this is not only, as you've stated, a lot of psychology in this. This is not only a, an environmental, a physical, and a, a, a personal battle for each and every person, but it's a very much a psychological um, battle that we also have to fight and utilize strategies that are also psychological, um, so to speak, to make that change happen. And that, that actually reminds me of a, a psychological study I had just read on um, a personal responsibility um, for for taking things. When we, for example, I, I think it was on um, similar to, to your you mentioning cigarettes, it was on actually quitting um, smoking cigarettes, where those who expressed out loud to people around them um, that they were quitting they were significantly more likely to actually quit because there was a one they expressed out loud um, what they were going to do and they had other people um, who were included in holding themselves account accountable so it was uh, you know you if imagine if you were had a problem with smoking cigarettes and you tell all the people that you respect and love and adore in your life that you were quitting um, while it might be very hard, you have a higher chance of actually quitting. And I imagine using these kind of strategies um, in terms of having people be held accountable 
uh, on a personal level, but then on that psychological level um, is a very important strategy mm-hmm. to get that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. We, for anything, we need that social network, a uh, support group. And there is this call, this thing called also in psychology, uh, I think it was called climatic uh, trauma. Like, psychologically speaking, seeing in like every day in the news, if you see, if you watch everything that's happening in our planet, with, for example, the Australian bushfires, it happened. And that people saw that and felt hopeless, so hopeless that it was some kind of traumatic event in their lives and in their mind, even though they weren't there. And that's a fact because we connect to that. We deeply connect to that because we are emotional. We are a very social animal. So we really need a support group for anything, such as climate change. We need a support group. We need a social network that's going to join us together. We need to fight for this together. And if one falls down or falls back, to have another one to bring bring him or her up. And that's just a fact. And, and, and to add on as well, to also hold um, those who have words or put words out into the world to, to be held accountable. So if I, I, for example, say I'm working on reducing, if then I publicly show or show that I am not myself reducing, then I think it is important um, that not to encourage backlash, but to, to encourage accountability and to say, have mm-hmm. the community also say, hey, you're not holding up your end of the bargain. You're not doing what you have to do. Um, you need to get better at doing that um, because I think that's very important. And that, I think in, in that way, social media are uh, just the Internet is a very powerful tool to be able to see that to reality. And in that way, I think I have a bit more hope um, for this to create some change because we have so much traction and so many people um, behind this movement. Yes, I completely agree. So social media in this case is a pretty strong tool because if you post something about, I don't know, um, a bushfire or the ice in the North Pole melting down and then the next story you post a photo of you eating a burger or throwing trash or whatever then people are gonna say hey what are you doing so that makes you accountable for example it also it's also very important because when you use social media for something else and just posting pictures of yourself which is it's great don't get me wrong it's amazing because it's a social network but it's an a tool and it's a platform and you get put your work, really put your word out there. And you could just like scream at the world and say, hey, this is wrong or this is right or this is what I think or hey, listen to my music, whatever. So if you post on Instagram something like climate action or veganism or whatever and people see that, they're going to hey, like, hey, what is it about? Can you tell me something? Because it has happened to me. A few people have come like consider going vegetarian vegan because of something that I post and it's not something that I take personally it's something that it's like because we don't really have these conversations over a coffee when we we go out so social media is another way to connect on that level so I completely agree with you 
and and to, to add on it's also in a way that people do feel comfortable and you you do get you well i think it is very common that people become desensitized to ideas they also become mm-hmm. used to the idea so just as there's many negative ideas you can become used to you can also become accustomed to positive ideas and, and ways of life that allow you to better act better be better better commit to uh changing changing the climate to the way it should be mm-hmm. yeah if you constantly see things like how bad bad things are you're just gonna shut yourself down so it has to be in a contrast you have to state the facts but then hey this is what you can do and this is what we can change and balance it in a way because if you just throw at people the things that they do bad or things that are going awfully then you're just gonna like hey I can do nothing I'm just gonna enjoy my day because in my day-to-day life it doesn't really affect me or that's what I think So I'm going to go ahead with my life. And then when consequences are too bad, then I'll realize that I should have done something earlier. When it's already way, way too late. Mm-hmm. It's completely way too late. Yes. We, we still have a few years to act, but we need to act quick. Yes. I, I am very hopeful. But I do, I do find myself, um, and I've expressed that before, in, in that, that bit of that pessimistic state while I'm still acting, um, things aren't moving and changing the way that, you know, obviously I would like, or that I think a lot of people would like. Um, what, what for those who are acting, those who are trying, um, what would you say for them, um, aside from just be hopeful, what would you say for them to, to kind of help them um, see the light at the end, um, to see the hope? I would say keep trying, keep fighting, because it's not easy. It's yep. not easy to be, as you said, hopeful. It's not easy because you're gonna encounter tons of people in your day that's gonna ignore you. And it's like speaking to a wall. It's really hard to try and make people understand a matter that's affecting us all. And it's there. As I said, it's the elephant in the room and no one sees it. And it's really, it's really annoying and... It shuts you down and it affects you really deeply. So, but it's important that it affects you because it's, it's an emotional thing. You have to connect to it. As I said, it's a, it's a connection. So I'd say keep fighting. Don't give up. Keep um, updating what you know because it changes every day. And keep an open mind because you have to be able to keep calm with people. For example, if you're going to confront someone, you can... Be aggressive because that's not going to help you or the cause itself. You have to be kind because that's the first thing that anyone should be kind and compassionate. And um, yeah, calm and very patient. You have to have a lots of patience with people these days because it's a very difficult thing to talk about. But overall, keep fighting. Continue the fight. Keep the fight up. Don't give yeah. up. I think that's a very valuable. That's very valuable and very applicable to so many parts of our lives, especially around this issue. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, to continue the conversation, uh, moving forward, um, what would you say are the the biggest ways that 
the change in climate um, affects us day to day for those who are not aware of the ways it's, it's affecting us. And in particular, obviously, we're seeing uh, erratic weather. We're seeing things that we haven't seen in, in years, right? Uh, these droughts globally, these tsunami, uh, hurricanes. Um, what, in, in what ways are these affecting us even personally that we, we might not realize? Well, as I stayed earlier, I think one of the um, things that I would highlight, it's the um, emotional and psychological connection we have to it and the impact it has when we see everyday bad things on the news. And it's not the um, job of the news to just shut it down. It's completely the opposite, obviously. But if some people don't watch the news because they are they know that you're going to see bad things and that affects your day. If you start your day seeing bad things, you're going to stay in a bad mood and that's just basic psychology. So I would say that's a very important important thing. But And we need to, to see that. We need to see how anything in our lives, not just that, any event, any conversation, anything affects our mood. Because then you have like control of your emotions and you know what affects you and you know what you don't. You know those days when you, for example, you wake up and you feel drained or you feel grumpy or whatever and you don't know why. Because that's happened. That happens a lot. It happens to me. And that usually happens when you don't pay attention to your surroundings and to mm -hmm. things that affects you. To just let that happen and let that affect you, affect you. It has to affect you. Don't get me wrong, but it's different when you know what is affecting you in what level and why. Whereas if you don't, so you have everyone has to be aware of their environment, and of their own body and of their own mind. So if I see, if I watch some someone on the news telling me that we are pretty much gonna die in a few days because things are really bad because some people say that way unfortunately that's correct but that's maybe not the way to say it but if I watch that I gotta say okay that's what I'm seeing that's the truth but I still have a part to play on it I still can change and that doesn't define what's gonna happen because that's science all right but we can change it we can still do something Yes, I don't know what you think. I think I think it, it really shows that positivity is incredibly important, um, and I, I think it is important yes. too as well. Um, at times, especially when you're in this kind of work, uh, when you're so invested, to take time to step back, uh, even though it mm -hmm. seems like there's no time at all. We want for those who are fighting um, the fight to continue fighting, but be able to do so to, to be aware of what, what it is that's making them feel that way. And even if it means taking one day, um, if you're not performing or doing what you have to do to create the change that you want, um, or that we want, um, if we're not doing it at the, at, at our best, we're, it's not going to come out at the best. And obviously we can't always be the best, but we do have to take precaution and measures to take care of ourselves. Because if we're not able to take care of ourselves, how can we take care of our other people, our environment, mm -hmm. the the world, the world, animals, or anyone? So I think that that again, be that that level of self awareness and positivity is important. And I, I think as well, 
um, I, I've known a lot of people and I, myself, uh, when, when we do get into a time of negativity, um, it becomes very easy to just be so upset. Like, why am I being so negative? I have to be doing work. I have to be doing this, but we do have our days. And as you mm-hmm. mentioned, we have our days, we have our times and we have to take that time to understand it. Uh, opposed to just be, you know, further worsening it by being upset with ourselves. I think yeah, that, that's completely. a very easy trap to get into. Yeah, completely. I completely agree. We get so we shut down when we are sad. Um, we are sad from, from yeah from childhood that crying is useless. That why are you gonna cry? Because if you cry, you can do anything, and it's useless. It's just. But it's not. It's a natural human function, and it's there to to do something. It relieves stress, and it really helps you. So if you have a bad day, don't force yourself and say, "Hey, I know I gotta be active. I gotta, I don't know, do something for the climate today. I gotta go to a protest or something." No, if you don't feel like it, if you're bad, if you're sad, you just need to rest. And overall, you need to accept your feelings and say hey this is what I'm feeling and it's all right any feeling it's welcome and that applies to anything because as you said if you're drained you can do anything you you can force yourself to be positive because being positive or being negative is not something that you are it's something that you work on and if you completely um, and every day you keep eating negative things I don't mean food, but I need feelings or I need emotions or I, I mean conversations. If you feed on negative things, you're going to be a negative person, but that's not who you are. That's a behavior. And if you feed yourself with positive things, there it's going to be easier for you to be positive because it's psychology, psychology too, that if you surround yourself with very negative things, the brain it kind of to explain it is like it changes the way it talks to itself and it talks to you and the circuit it creates it's a negative one so a negative um, thought connects very easily with another negative thought and it's very difficult to go to a positive one because that's how it's um, changed in a way so you gotta slowly become positive because it's a everyday thing so as you said, you get you have to feel your feelings and keep the fight. Um, all right, everyone. So as we are just um, wrapping up, I'm going to leave you with some facts that um, they have to be mentioned because they have to be in the open discussion we've just had. Well, Anastas and Miss Maria just had right now is just to give you a broader understanding of how things are and where things would be. But it's important to leave people with the uh, information, at least on behalf of what the United Nations say. So climate action as specifically defined by the United Nations Development Program is stepped up efforts to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and strengthen resilience and adaptive capacity to climate-induced impacts, including climate-related hazards in all countries, integrating climate change measures into national policies, strategies and planning, and improving education, awareness raising, and human and institutional capacity with respect to climate change mitigation, 
adaptation and impact reduction and early warning because every country in the world is already experiencing the devastating effects of climate change from the 21.5 million people displaced from their homes since 2008 to climate change's devastating effects on um, agricultural productivity and its effects on the ecosystem and the environment. So the real scale of the climate problem is that they say for each one degree temperature increase, grain yields and agricultural productivity decline by 50%. Um, for the global sea level rose about 17 centimeters in the last century. Um, carbon dioxide emissions have increased by almost 50% since 1990 and over 600,000 deaths have occurred worldwide due to climate change, 600,000 people. Um, and so how do we solve the climate change problem? They say to strengthen resilience and adaptive capacity to clim climate related hazards and natural disasters in all countries. Um, two, to integrate climate change measures, international policies, strategies and planning. Three, to implement the commitment of, uh, to mobilize jointly 100 billion apparently dollars are needed annually from 2020 on to the 2030 agenda for all sources to address the needs of developing countries when it comes to climate change. Um, it's important to promote mechanisms for raising capacity for effective climate change related planning and management in least developed countries. We need to reduce energy use by unplugging appliances when not in use and using low energy bulbs. And we need to use water efficiently. So walking, cycling, or using public transport are also good for the environment. And finally, which is something we've mentioned before, is reduce meat consumption. Because just in public health, as a person practicing public health, reducing meat consumption is not just good for the environment. It's also good for your health because it reduces the risks of heart disease, of stroke, of diabetes, of so many other problems that can occur to your kidney, to your liver, to your heart, even at times. So... These information now that we've like left with everyone in an open discussion and also in facts, climate change is changing every day. So we can't say that this is what needs to be done now because in the situation they find ourselves now, this is what should be done. What's going to happen in two years and five years, we cannot say we are not sure. So I hope that everyone just has these things in the back of their minds. And if Ms. Maria or Mr. Anastas have anything to add, before we end the podcast, then please do. What I would like to uh, say to people that it's also important to ditch plastic, but not obviously only the um, plastic straw and that kind of obvious thing <clears throat> that everyone keeps talking about. But think about um, bamboo toothbrush. A toothbrush is something that we use every day and all of us have one. And it doesn't, it's not biodegradable. It just doesn't disappear. It stays on earth. But a, boom, a bamboo toothbrush is. And it's really cheap and it's really cute. And it really helps because you use it every day. And everyone has one. Everyone has a toothbrush. So that's a pretty interesting thing to switch. I've never heard of that. So thank you for telling me that. I think I'm going to now buy a bamboo toothbrush. <laughs> uh, and as well, I want all of our listeners to remember that this is a collective global effort. And with that being said, to remember the Zulu saying, uh, Umbuntu, which translates into I am because we are. And so in that light, I hope that 
everyone stays wonderful and has a great day. All right, everyone. So enjoy your weekends. Stay educated, stay aware and know what's going on in your environment because our environment affects our daily lives. So take care and see you on the next podcast.